this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we are going to be discussing the United States UAP, here, UAP hearing part five. Um, we are going to pick up with Mr. Frost. He starts by saying in... And who is Mr. Frost? One of the whistleblowers? Mr. Frost is not a whistleblower. He's one of the questionnaires. He is going to be... Questioners. Yes. Okay. He is going to be... And so this is the United States um, hearing, and so there's three whistleblowers, and they all get questioned by various people. Yes. Just to catch everybody up. Oh, that's true. I keep forgetting that some people may have not heard the previous parts. Yes. So this is a big deal to conspiracy theorists that we are not wrong, aliens are real, and the government is here to show us that. So, take it away. Yes. So, Mr. Frost, he starts by saying in 2022 uh, that NASA announced that it was commissioning an independent study team to study UAPs, uh, composed of scientists across different fields, as well as former astronauts and pilots. In May, the independent study team held its first public meeting in which the perspectives from NASA's senior leaders and the Department of Defense and also the intelligent agencies. They are expected to release their first report very soon. So he just wanted to note that NASA is also doing um, various studies. They better be. On the UAPs. They better. They should... NASA should be our first line of defense when it comes to UAPs. Well, They're already fucking up there, watching the skies. NASA is, like, notorious, like, people have believed that NASA covers everything up, so... They the, probably have been for the government. So the fact that now they're coming out and saying, yeah. oh, no, we're doing our own independent studies. By the way, y'all yeah. are crazy. Hey, <laughs> it's only a, a conspiracy until it's proven right, and then it becomes fact. Yes, yes. So Mr. Frost wanted to have that on record regarding NASA. Um, he then questioned Mr. Graves, which is one of our witnesses. Um, he asked, "How might NASA reach? Uh, how might NASA's research influence the commercial industry regarding safety of UAPs?" Mr. Graves stated, "I think NASA has a big role to play as far as commercial aviation and safety is one of." their original charges as an organization. One recommendation that have been put forward is to utilize their existing aviation safety reporting system to serve as a short-term fill and tested platform for pilots that want to report on UAPs. It also has a built-in analytics capability and is funded by Congress. Mr. Frost stated in 2021, the Office of the Direct, Director of National Intelligence released a pre- preliminary report on UAP events. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson stated that NASA began to investigate these events. Mr. Frost stated that he sits on the Science-Based and Technology Committee. And when they were doing a hearing with NASA, the administrator, Bill Nelson, he asked why NASA needed to be fully funded and one of the many reasons that they had to do with UAPs. Well, obviously, they need to be fully funded so they can do their 
investigations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the problem is how much funding do they want? How much is actually going to them? And how much is being diluted and given to other people? Yeah, and fully funded. Like, like what does that translate what, to? How exactly? much is fully yeah, funded? What is because fully funded? sometimes fully funded means, I don't know, $130 trillion a fucking year. Oh, uh, yes. I forget which episode or what that was, but there was somebody needed that much money. For I think the, it was for it the was agenda, for the agenda 2030. 2030 for the so smart ridiculous. cities and everything else. So also in 2021, which is this is recent stuff. This is 2021. Harvard University started up the Galileo Project to research and examine origins of UAP. So now Harvard is getting in the mix. Wow. Uh, Mr. Frost then asked Mr. Fravor, do you believe the military pilots are feeling empowered to share their UAP experiences? Do you believe this directly impacted the scientific community's research goals on the topic? Mr. Fravor stated, I would say yes. Starting in 2017, when it came out, it kind of took the stigma away. So, like, when the article came out mm-hmm. in the New York Times, yeah, which was the Blink-182, Tom DeLonge was yeah. involved in all of that. He, he's the reason why any of this is happening, I think. he Not him specifically, but his group. Yeah. Made all this come out. And then, you know, he's famous, so he kind of has his pull a little bit. You yeah. Know? It, it, yeah. It's not like us being like, hey, there's aliens. <laughs> People are actually <laughs> listening to him. Yeah, exactly. People actually care what he has to say. <laughs> I mean, he's like a third Kardashian now because he's in the band with Travis oh, Barker. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, no, it's not Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but no, that's why I'm like, he's a third. Yeah. Because Travis Barker is a third of the band. Yes. So yes. Then, yeah. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. I'm a little slow on the jokes, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Fravor uh, continued, I've talked to multiple senators who said prior to that, if you'd mentioned UAPs, you had been laughed off the hill. And now we are... Capitol Hill, huh? Yeah, Capitol Hill. I'm slow, too. So now... (laughs) So now we are sitting here today for a public testimony. I'm hoping this will curve and will be more exponential and will get more and more transparent to the level that we can. And he says to a level that we can because everything is like, we have to meet in a skiff. We can't talk <laughs> about that. Oh, well, I don't know how much money they're spending. I don't know where Even they're housing these uh, uh, non-human non-craft or whatever. Planet, not from this planet beings. Yeah. Like, so every and this is supposed to be a disclosure hearing, so they're supposed to disclose everything, but they're forgetting to disclose everything. They're like, I, well, I have, I, no, I have knowledge of that. But, but I cannot I, talk about it. So it's like, why the fuck why are, are you here? Why are you a whistleblower? I know. What are you here for then? Oh, it's frustrating. <laughs> I don't know. Just to get Hillaryed? Mm. Just to get Clinton? Not like, yet. <laughs> Not yet. But we'll see. Um, so Mr. Fravor then... Um, Oh, then Mr. Uh, excuse me, not Mr. Fravor. Mr. Frost then asked Mr. Graves, can you please discuss the importance of seeking scientists to sit on your advisory board? I mean, okay. Obviously, we need scientists, but Mr. Graves' answer was, ultimately, this is going to be a scientific problem and an engineering problem. 
I've been working with the American Institute of Aeronautics to help them start up a UAP integration committee to help them integrate their engineering process into this problem. I think this is an engineering and scientific project, uh, problem as much as a national security problem. So yeah, it makes sense scientists would need to be involved because obviously if they're gonna be reverse engineering, that's engineering. If mm -hmm. it's non-biological humanoids or whatever, then where did they come from? Is that that's science? Is that coming? Is that coming <laughs> from science, bitch? Uh, science, bitch. Is that coming from us, or is that coming from another planet, or like yeah. where is it coming from, basically? Mr. Frost then asked, "How might Congress help facilitate partnership between the scientific community and the UAP focus groups within the government?" Mr. Graves stated, "One of the things they can do at these types of hearings is to to communicate to the public." that this top this is a topic of interest which i think the 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 multi human i think the the public <laughs> Not the alien but the human the human public <laughs> the human public is already interested in this topic yeah. they don't need to say that he, he went on to say there is a pseudo market, if you will, interested in capabilities and talent that want to approach this topic. And we are seeing that start to grow. He continued. Yeah, it's starting to grow, of course. No, it's always been there. People it, have always been enthralled with space and aliens and the stars and just what else is out there. This isn't a new development. This isn't some like oh my gosh, millennial Gen Z, like, let's, no. let's go find some aliens. Like, it's been in pop culture forever, forever. if anything. There's been um, many movies. Since I mean, the ancient e. Romans. The ancient Romans and Egyptians talked about aliens mm -hmm. and stars and tracking everything, so. Yeah. It's, they're, it's, it's like they're fucking idiots. It's going to continue. <laughs> he then went on to say that the reduction of the the stigma reduction is going to allow that to flourish and allow answers to help generate themselves. Uh, they moved on to Mr. Comer, who yielded his time to Mr. Burchett from Tennessee. Here we go. Mr. Burchett always has the best questions. Can't um, wait to hear his response. Yeah, he just totally said, I yield all my time to Mr. Burchett. So. Yeah, that's perfect. Because, you know, <laughs> Mr. Burchett is our favorite. He He's real. Let's he's see real. what happens now. Um, <laughs> he directed his questions to Mr. Grush, and it did state that any other witnesses could just jump on in. Okay, so Mr. Grush basically is his primary focus, but anyone else is welcome to just jump on in and, and answer any of the questions. Um, his first question was, has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial, otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence? And if so, when do you think it first occurred? Well, <laughs> sorry, I'm doing Mr. Burchett's yeah. voice. So Mr. Grush um, stated, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. It keeps the aperture open, both scientifically, like I've discussed publicly previously, the 1930s. So apparently we've known 
as far back as 1930s, from what Mr. Grush knows. Mm-hmm. Could be much longer that the U.S. government has known, but that's to his knowledge. He then asked Mr. Grush, can you, get, can you give me the names and titles of the people with direct first-hand knowledge and access to some of this crashed retrieval? Uh, programs and which facilities, military bases that have recovered the material and where they would be. I know, and then he goes on to say, I know that a lot of Congress has talked about going up to Area 51, but there's not anything there anymore. (gasps) Oh my God. It's there's not he's going on record. Mr. Burchett's going on record it's not saying there. there's nothing at area. There's area 51. There's nothing. There I didn't anymore. get to tell you this. There's nothing there anymore. Well, let me just finish his little thought real quick because okay. it's just like one. Other it's sentence. a really big thing. Yeah. No. So okay. Mr. Burchett's saying everybody wants to go to area 51, but there, there's nothing there anymore. He says we move. We move like glacier. And as soon as it's announced, I'm sure all the moving vans are going to come forward. Saw somewhere that Area 51, there's no aliens there. There's nothing there. It was like kind of like a diversion. And the real place that they actually work to like reverse engineer the alien spacecrafts is about like, I don't know. I don't know how far, like whether it's like 20 miles, 50 miles or 100 miles, um, but it's like it's close-ish, but not that close. And um, it's called S4, Area S4 or something. Okay. And it's in the mountains, like the K, like the mountains, there's a road. And then on Google Maps, there's a road. And then it just, like, disappears. And there's all these holes. And they they go into Area 51, but then take all these underground shit to get over to S4, which is, like... Oh, uh, I, okay. I, I saw so, it on the map. I didn't see, like, how far away it was. And I just saw it for, like, a second because I just learned this, like, this morning. So, Area so 51, when I was, like, at things. it's, like, always been the cover. Yeah. And they've always been at S4 yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So, for oh. him to say, oh, there's nothing at Area 51, well, that's because there isn't anything at Area 51. Yeah. And I just yeah. found this information out. And so, I was going to tell you about it and have you do, like, an episode on it or I can or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that backs up what you're saying. Everything adds up. There is nothing at Area 51. So he wants Mr. Grush to give him the details that he knows as a whistleblower where um, these... Yeah, where are they Where are they them? located? And, of course, Mr. Grush answers with his general answer that he gives on most of his questions. I cannot I discuss that publicly. Then why are you here, Mr. Grush? What you doing? Go back to your hole and try to get fame somewhere. <laughs> else he said i cannot discuss that publicly but i did provide that information both to intel committees and the inspector general well do you think the inspector general and the intel committees are going to provide that publicly to us no probably not he um then of course mr brochet says well we could get into a skiff and we could get that information if we were allowed a skiff like it always goes back to the mm-hmm. skiff mr grush says sure if you had the appropriate access yeah almost like if you can get in there mr brochet mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody said that s4 is in transformers that might be but S4 is also a secret military base. So, poo to you. 
Um, so then Mr. Burchett says, what special access program, what special access programs cover this information? And how is it possible that they have evaded oversight for so long? Mr. Grush, with his typical answers, states, I don't know the names. Once again, I cannot discuss that publicly. And how, they've, how they have evaded oversight? In a closed setting, I can tell you that. Specifically, what trade craft was used? And? Well, he can't tell us. They have to get into a skiff. Of course they can't. So, Mercy... I just don't understand the point of Mr. Grush. He's given us nothing. Yeah. But we everybody... Like two hours into this UAP hearing and nothing. Well, the thing is, Mr. Grush has all the answers. What does he look like? He's an idiot. Mr. Grush has all the answers. Mr. Grush used to be... Um, uh, very high level intelligence. He has the answers, but he's not disclosing so the answers. So he cannot disclose them because if he discloses this stuff, he can go to jail. So he can only give a very small bits and pieces of the puzzle, but he cannot give the full answers. Yes. That's Mr. Grush. It I is. brought up a picture of Mr. Grush. Yeah, and he has all these David answers Grush. in his brain. He just cannot, he can't Disclose. Disclose everything because he would be he would be jailed if he said everything that He'd he be knows. Jailed. No, he would. He would be stoned, damn it. He, he would be jailed. He would go to jail because it would violate his But uh, I thought that clearance. he would be safe, safe under the Whistleblower Act, or is that... There's still stuff that he can't even say right now. There's okay. a lot of stuff. So, um, of course, then Mr. Burchett asked... When do you think these programs began and who authorized them? Mr. Grush states, I do not know a lot of that information, but that's something that I cannot even discuss publicly. So he doesn't know a lot, but what he does know, he can't discuss. That's when Mr. Burchett reminded the other two witnesses they could jump in and answer the questions if they knew anything. Of course he did. I love him. Because he's getting annoyed like, I can't answer yeah. that publicly. I'm getting annoyed. I have that answer, but we have to go in a skiff. Like, what I, why am I... So he's like, okay, exactly. anybody else, jump in here. This jump. is why like, I love Mr. Burchett because he is... He's, he's, he, like, reads my mind. Yeah, Mr. Burchett's <laughs> like, somebody throw me a lifeline here. Yeah. Like, give me some answers. Um, so then Mr. Burchett keeps trying. He says, what level of security clearance is required to fully access these programs? I say that because myself and Representative Gates, as well as Representative Luna, were all turned away at one point at Eaglin. Eglin, or uh, I, don't know, I think I'm saying that wrong. Eglin. 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 So please go right ahead. Tell us. Mr. Grush stated difference between member access and say somebody like me, but anybody who has a T, uh, excuse me, anybody who has a T S S C I clearance and meets the eligibility criteria, has access, authority, and would be able to grant you that. So, 
I guess you need a TSSCI clearance. Then Mr. Gates jumped in and he asked Mr. Burchett to yield some of his time so he could interject. He was pretty frustrated at this point with Mr. Grush's answers, or should I say lack of answers? Yeah. Um, then Mr. Gates said, just to put a fine point that there is nothing that you're aware of that's above special access programs and classifications, Mr. Grush then said, it's a misnomer that there is anything, I think I said that wrong. Yeah, you did. I know, I said it. Misnomer. So, misnomer. I said misnomer. I was going to say misdemeanor. That's what I was like. <laughs> what did you, what no. are you trying to say? It's a misnomer. <laughs> Miss move forward. Yeah. That there, basically he's saying that's cap. Okay. That, that's not true. <laughs> that there's anything actually above a top secret. So are you saying that's a lie that there's anything, a misinformation, that there's anything above top secret clearance. He said that the executive order, and then he gets into, like, the law, the executive order 13526 delineates the classification levels. So it basically spells out all the classification levels, and there's nothing above top secret. Because at this point, I'm thinking there's probably something above top like, secret. Top, top secret, further top. Because why can't... Skyscraper top secret. Yeah, there's there's got to be something above the something, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Gates then says, right, because we can have access to those programs. And so the notion that we were not being given that access sort of defies our typical muscle memory here in Congress... Uh, thank you, Mr. Burchett. I yield back to you. So Mr. Gates is like, well, what the fuck? Then if we have the access, then why? Basically, if there's nothing above top secret, then why can't we get in there? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. Mr. Burchett then says thank you to Mr. Gates and uh, says along those lines, Title 10... They're, you know, all defaulting back to law. Title 10, uh, in, uh, sorry, I just lost my place. Title 10 entitles. Entitles 50 authorizations, as they seem to say, they're ineffective, so who gets to decide this? Uh, Mr. Grush states it's a group of career senior executive officials who get to decide oh. who the 50 are that get to get in. Oh, okay. And then Mr. Burchett says, are they government officials? Yeah. Like, who has the authority of this? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Grush says, both in and out of the government. Wow. So who's really running it? It's, it's not just the government. He said it's both in and out of the government. The elite, private. Yeah. The who are these Rothschilds private elites? Or like the Clintons or like... Somebody, I don't know, the queen. Well, the queen's dead now. Long live the queen. <laughs> or, yeah. Mr. Burchett literally says, okay, I got you. Well, that leads me to my next question. You know what he says, okay, okay. well, I got you. He's going to move on to something a little, a little more meaty. 
he goes on to say, which private corporations are directly involved in this program and how much taxpayers' <laughs> money has been investigated into these programs to your knowledge? Okay, first of all... Then he... He goes... He has a little tangent here, you know, yeah. Mr. Burchett. Yes, he often does, but really quick. Mm -hmm. He needs to treat these people whistleblowers like they are two-year-olds and ask them one question at a time if you he gave them a two-part question so far they're never going to remember it they're just going to be like i don't know oh this is but like yes, a little let's rant. Do a tangent his so, tangents are the best can you do the accent i can try he says gosh i don't know tennessee accent Y'all come back, y'all, 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 y'all. I gotta do like that. What you said? I don't know. I'm just trying to get an accent going, so I gotta get in character. I'm just trying to get in character here. Okay, I can't do it. Okay, I can't. Okay, I can try to do it seductively or something. <laughs> you want me to try it? I'll, I'll Which play. private corporation? Oh my god, get out of here! It's not a sexy ASMR. No, but really, though, which private corporations are directly involved in this program? And how much taxpayer money has been invested in these programs, to your knowledge? I mean, we know we audited the Pentagon every year. I've been here five years, and they failed the daggone thing every year. They lose over $1 billion a year. We think, and I've been told by the Department of Defense, maybe 60% of their assets are unaccounted for. Whatever the heck that means. And in the public sector, you go to jail for that kind of crap. So tell me. What the fuck? Why go, aren't Mr. people... Burchette. Yeah, why aren't people go, in jail? Mr. Why is not, like... How do you... Who still has their job after losing that much money year after year after year after year after year after year? One billion dollars every year or whatever, and sixty percent is unaccounted for. Like, why are they still employed? This is the Pentagon. This is the problem. This is the Department of Defense. That's a problem. Where do you think that money's going? One billion dollars is probably going towards reverse engineering. I mean, it could. Or it could just be going up somebody's freaking nose. We don't know where it's going. Yeah, so Mr. Grush answers, and he calmly says, Yeah, I know, and when I'm a dollar off on my DTS travel voucher, I get hammered, but it doesn't seem to work the other way around. Hmm, very interesting. Mr. Burchett, very frustrated, moves on to say, if you sell $600 worth of stuff on eBay, you now get a call from the IRS. So please, what corporations? He's still like, what, what corporations? Who is paying for this? Mm -hmm. Mr. Grush states, I don't know the specific metrics towards any of the questions any of your questions the specific corporations i did provide them to the committees in specific divisions i spent 11 and a half hours but with both intel committees so if you already spent 11 and a half hours mr grush and you already know the you already provided the committee the the um corporations to the committees why not provide them to the public hearing 
<coughs> Sorry, I keep feeling like I need a cough. And what if you've already like why do you still have a job if you haven't figured out where the money went or you know like you spent 11 and a half hours what st- sucking your dick <coughs> well it's not it's not mr grush's job to like but he said to delegate he spent the 11 money. and a half he, no, hours he, he spent 11 and a half hours with both intel committees as a whistleblower telling them everything he knew oh i thought he meant he spent 11 and a half hours trying mm. to figure out no he has no oh, okay. he has no um he's not there to he was not there to figure out like where the money went uh from that's missing from the pentagon uh, Mr. Burchett is just stating that as a fact that he knows because of in his five years with his experience he has seen that in his past five just years that. of being in the government it's been that much that's been missing yeah and then Mr. he knows that Mr. Grush knows the corporations but he Mr. Grush is just not saying it on public hearings that's why he's just saying what corporations what corporations like mm-hmm. you know he just won't say it so then Mr. Burchett asks Mr. Grush, has there been any U.S. government disinformation campaigns to deny the existence of unidentified aerial phenomenon, and if so, why? Mr. Grush, and Mr. Grush's natural answering fashion, he says, I cannot go beyond what I've already exposed publicly and above that. You then can hear whispering. You hear a bunch of whispering from what, you just hear a bunch of whispering. You don't know who it is at first. Because the camera, this is a li- This is a hearing, and the camera is focused on Mr. Grush because he's talking. And the camera has to, like, scroll around to, like, try to find who's whispering. Then you can hear whispering, and it actually is coming from Miss Luna and Mr. Burchett for a few seconds. It's just quiet. You cannot make out what they're saying. Um, you All you hear... All you can make out is Miss Luna saying, ask him, ask him, ask him. And you can't hear anything else. Then Mr. Burchett states, okay, I've been told to ask you what it is and how to get it on the record. And then Mr. Grush says, what? And then Miss Luna jumps in and says, what? have you stated publicly in your interviews for the congressional record and then mr Gru- they're still probing him they want the answers and he's they want it to be on this public record he sees what they want he's not giving it to them then mr grush basically says if you reference my news and nation interview i talk about a multi-decade campaign to disenfranchise public interest basically and then and mr burchett says i apologize mr chairman i yield back negative 21 seconds and that's where we end basically mr burchett really tried to push mr grush try some information out of him and he basically did not give much at all and that's shitty yeah and that's where we leave off so we leave off with mr grush being a dumb shit and and mr Mr. burchett is pissed miss luna is pissed the whole place is whispering about it so and everyone's yeah. pissed off because there's no point in a disclosure hearing if you're not going to disclose anything. Why were you invited to this place? And you know, sadly, the other two whistleblowers did not jump in. We have Mr. Graves and yeah. Mr. Fravor. Mr. Graves and Mr. Fravor did not jump in either. Yeah, they're lame. Can't wait to find out what happens next. <laughs> yeah, especially now we're getting into like now they're all whispering and yeah. It's yeah, gonna... there's, there's gonna be. Um, 
real time hearing of of like drama and stuff. It's getting yeah, they're yeah. getting pretty pissed. They're getting uh, they're getting really mad actually. Okay, well thank you for listening and don't forget to Please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to email us any of your feedback, comments, uh, phenomenal fan encounters at conspiracies unlocked at gmail.com. Bye.